with Trash House Street, everybody. Trash House Street, Jamie Z. Lucessa. Nothing, I'm going to do a little housekeeping right off the bat. Okay, cool. So this, I believe, is episode 97, I think? 97? I don't even yeah. remember anymore. For reasons I will go into, we'll God, go into shortly. Jeez, yeah, I know. I have a podcast ready to go. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast recorded that I've yet to edit. The one me and you did? or The one me and you did okay. that you have to send me music for. Yeah. I might hold the podcast oh. that's finished, edit the one we're recording now real quick because it has some slightly more topical okay. music. Cool. And then try to get uh, on yeah, a, yeah, probably a good try idea. to get on a more regular schedule because I right now I'm sitting on a mound of audio. Okay. So I got like a podcast. I have uh, something recorded a long time ago that I might finally put out. I have. Is that the super sexy one? It's the one. Yeah, it's just like uh, sounds like someone got their hand caught in a mayonnaise <laughs> jar for forty minutes. It's a <laughs> for forty. Minutes. And a special. Mm. episode where me and my brother discuss the new Slater Kinney album in nauseating detail. Mm. Here's the big revelation. I'm going to give you a little... Okay, cool. So I, did, I really like the album. You can... The revelation we had is that Carrie Brownstein, when mm-hmm. she's singing a song, she curses the way a child would curse, which is with... Not, not to belittle her or her cursing, but it's like there's a level of gravitas and emotion of it like if Victor were to curse? He curses like all the time. Does he? I was listening to Liz Fair and he's like, that says effing run. Uh, well, a normal kid, like <laughs> how when a kid is angry and they just let a curse word rip for the first time, it's like they kind of expect to maybe explode. Okay. That's how she curses. All right. In cool. addition to her, <laughs> you make it fun. But no, really good album. But anyway, you can look forward to that. Cool. Where two white men dissect a uh, an album by... By a two bunch of broads. women. A bunch of broads. Actually, it is buzz. They have a backing band. It's, I think, another two ladies. Mm. And Jamie's the one who called them broads, not broads. me. That I respect. I know, I'm the kidding. The gender of women. Two cis white males. <laughs> so what else is new? The other big excitement for me is... The big and like, little excitement is I finally bought a house after months of pain it's just doing paperwork like i might be in kuwait next week for all i know i've signed so much shit once i got the offer once my offer was accepted which was actually pretty quick um it was pretty much the day after we recorded yeah so so that's what i could like so after we recorded our last one which you'll hear two weeks ago yeah um this is july 10th I was going back and forth answering questions. Actually, on that one, I was actively communicating mm-hmm. with my realtor. Didn't get that house, by the way. Got beat up by an all-cash offer. So this other one I put an offer on. It's actually the house I wanted more. Um, I was getting a lot of back and forth questions. Went to bed Sunday night. Was in a mood because of all the shit. And I was like, I should just not buy a house. It's bullshit. Uh, woke up, checked my, like, turned on my phone and saw a text. You got the house. This is good news. Now, unfortunately... I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning, which is when I receive this news, and there's literally not another single human being on earth to speak to about this news. I might be on the end of this whole weird housing thing. I heard a bunch, a lot of it is a lot of rich folk buying up. And banks. Yeah. So it's a lot of, to give you your lesson in capitalism, 
a lot of what seems to be happening is banks are buying either rich people or banks are just straight up buying houses and they're going like 50% of above asking yeah and they're paying in cash because uh, real estate tends to be a good investment and it's sort of the speculation whether housing prices will fall or not and a lot of people don't think they will I don't know they think they might go down a bit but they don't think it's a bubble but at any rate I will theoretically be a homeowner a homeowner soon and be one of the last podcasts we record in this apartment. It's a wedding invite (laughs) that I still have to buy a present for. When is her wedding? Oh, September. Yeah, which I also might, yeah. Cool. Or theoretically, I'll be living in my new location. So I was out kind of by your new location. Victor and I went to the Peter Wentz Homestead off of 73. Mm. Kind of by, like, Valley Forge Road in 73, down that way. Cute. A lot of open space. It's like a a farm there. Mm Mm-hmm. Which Victor said it was very boring. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. So who's Peter Wentz? I don't know. Just some dude? Some dude that... It's a historical site. It's actually a Montgomery County historical Mm -hmm. site. And there's, like, you could do a tour, but I didn't register for any tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's supposed to be some animals there. And they had, like, roosters that Mm -hmm. you couldn't really see. And then they had, like, some... Horses in the distance and some sheep. And Victor was like, I saw a carpenter bee. I rate this park zero out of five. It is not fun. I was like, oh, God. And his two teeth fell out. I knocked out the first one accidentally. It was <laughs> mouthing so, off. That sounds so bad, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, this sounds even weirder. We were playing tickle battle. He was tickling my armpit, and I swayed away from him and elbowed him in the face, and his tooth fell out. Who are you, fake person? <laughs> Who I've never met before what, and seems battle? to be in this horrible, doing horrible stuff. <laughs> yeah, I went to Pennypacker Mills today, which is in our historic. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How is it? I don't know, it's like I just kind just of walking, was walking. Yeah. yeah. We were looking for something different to do. Mm-hmm. We went to Upper Scoople Park, like Black Rock Sanctuary. Oh, I've been to Black Rock. Yeah, I like it. Unfortunately, the mink died. Oh. There was a mink there. But the bobcat was out, like, chilling. I got all the cool pictures. I have never seen the bobcat. Oh, my goodness. I'll show you pictures. I have seen minks in the wild. Mm. I saw turtle folks laying eggs. One right, in the mink. Right at a place where it's probably going to eat. Yeah, one in the mink, too, in this <laughs> drink. It's horrible. Yeah, look at the bobcat. Oh, wow. That actually looks like a stuffed bot. It doesn't look real in the first... And I was like, Victor, put your hand through there. What do you say? <laughs> no, he no. couldn't do it anyway. He's like, you want to lose, you want to lose another tooth? You'll do as mommy says. <laughs> so I went to the beach. The beach. I had off this week mm-hmm. from school, so we went to the beach, and it was it was fine. It was a little yeah. rainy. Went in the the water. Victor loves the water, and yeah. he was like cracking me up. So he'd go like just far enough to get like splashed in the face, more or less. Mm-hmm. But he'd be like, "Sayonara!" and just like yelling the mm-hmm. weirdest things. He's like, "Arigato!" <laughs> and I don't know, remember what song he was singing. Yeah. Which was just pretty funny. Mm. Went on the boardwalk. We were hanging out with the nieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on the board with my mother, just me and my mom. Yeah, what she had to say, like she was fine. You probably think I'm going through a midlife crisis. I've been looking for like really loud, obnoxious shorts. So yeah. I had her buy me, board shorts are the best thing ever, by the way, mm-hmm. but I got these Vans, like, green ones, and these, like, orangey pink ones, and they're amazing. Oh, all right. <laughs> so yeah. I've been wearing them, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I'm talking in my calm voice now. I don't want to alarm. <laughs> my dad's been 
sick. Um, I thought he had heart failure. Yeah. So we didn't stay down the shore that long because they wanted to check his heart, obviously, yeah. uh, thinking that he was getting an echo, echo, echocardiogram or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, maybe you have blood clots in your lungs. Oh. Which kind of is an emergency. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, which they didn't see anything. So they're thinking maybe a valve, something in his valve, they're actually mm-hmm. catheterizing him next. I thought it, like, everything just, he's like, well, sometimes when I cough, it's like frothy blood. Like, I was like, yeah, this is the shit that yeah. I've had to deal with. He's doing in. He's doing okay. Um, when he went to Paoli the other day, he had to take like three walking breaks. Like he had to take uh, breaks because he was really out of breath. You want you want to know the truth? Like if I coughed up frothy blood, I probably ignore it. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So that sucks. That's all I could think of. It's yeah. just been it's kind of a stressful week, a relaxing yet mm-hmm. stressful week. But. That's the name of my cover band, Heart Failure. <laughs> Heart Failure. I'm gonna tell you what kind of what band songs we do, but we don't do them very well. <laughs> anyway. S O B. S O B. Shortness of breath. <laughs> yeah. I get that, but that's usually when I'm choking myself out for auto erotic. I'm doing the Michael happen. Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Michael Hutchinson didn't do that, which we've talked. Oh, about. that they yeah that uh. He just hung himself. Is it, and Bob like the wife? Yeah. Just spread that. Mm-hmm. Or he did, but he didn't die of it. Him and David Carradine. We're just talking about that today. Yeah, really. Yeah. At my uh, auto auto. I can't even say it. Yeah, my autoerotic asphyxiation support Mm, group. Ah, cool. And by support is they hold you up so you don't (laughs) die when you're choking yourself, possibly. Okay. Cool. So I guess we should go into music. Uh, Do we have to? I had such a delightful conversation. So this is a little different. So let me set this up, folks. And why this one's going to be a little different. Why well, have some not quite time sensitive material, but some interesting yeah. material. So after something like a minimum of seven months, probably more, I remember we have a Trash South Street Gmail, which I am now checking yeah, daily. Check we had multiple bands had reached out to us over the course of a couple seven months, months yeah. plus. So we're getting to and it and we're gonna talk about some of the So and some of the stuff we're this we're gonna push to this podcast in the next week or so. There are a couple other things floating around in there that we yeah, will get to later and send us stuff. Um, and if you don't hear from us, go to our, our Facebook. Yeah, which I forget Facebook about I check all the time. We also have a, a an Instagram that I think we never use, which I like I used to it like that. a couple times, but... I can't figure out how to use that technology. Yes. So we get started? Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Um, so school drugs, we talked about school drugs. Yes. We reviewed them um, last year, I believe, because mm-hmm. I think it was one of my favorite, of my top ten favorite albums. So they had an EP come out called Visitation. Came out on Indecision Records. Keep talking about that. Just came out this week. It actually doesn't go digital till July 23rd. So anyway, this is their second release since the 2019 Modern Medicine. So I guess it was two years ago. They're, ha- they're having a new LP out, and it's called Funeral Arrangements, and they're releasing it in four parts, like three, four EPs. So this was the first of the EPs to come out, so it's three songs. And um, they are a five-piece from New Jersey, the hardcore punk, and it started off with Dead Vine, and I thought it was real catchy, fast, energetic punk rock. The, vocs, the vocals are slightly distorted a bit and kind of echoey, and it has this underlying gloom to it, um, it almost reminds me of the one band, The Crusades, I re- reviewed a oh, I remember long them, yeah. time ago. 
and it has these spooky movie clips spread throughout it. I don't know if you listened to it, because that was like the only song you could listen to on it. I did. I liked it a lot. It was a yeah, lot more it was metal and, than I thought it was. Yeah, and it sounded like they had like a fuller sound, and mm-hmm. yeah, it just had a lot more like gloom and doom to yeah. it. Can't Slow Down pretty much could have been a track off Modern Medicine. It's kind of right where they left off. Um, and the back There was a backup vocal by Ari... Ari Katz. I'm not sure where he is He's from. He's a professional therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks yes. all squiggly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, fast, fuller sound, pretty short, hardcore punk. Uh, Plastic Promise. Oh, no, that's the one that you might have heard. Plastic Promise. Yeah, that's the one. So that's and, the one that's Yeah, really punk with a little gloomy metal woven through it. Um, really good song. It's interesting how they're doing this album, so I'm actually really looking forward. Did you hear what I was talking about? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. But I really like the band. I really like this release. The sound just seems a lot fuller, a like gloom. I don't remember gloom in it before. Yeah, it's and it's just, it's interesting where they're going, especially that this is their like second release. So I'm uh, looking forward to the next. Uh, I don't know when the next one drops, as the kids mm-hmm. say. No one says that anymore. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. So school drugs visitations, mm. good stuff. No, it also is good stuff. What movie club? Mm. So this is one of the bands that reached out to us. Movie club is a duo out of Venice Beach, California. Yeah. Their album, uh, their EP Fangtooth, mm. comes out in August, and this is the first single. Okay, cool. It is called... Do, 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 oh, that's really bad. Do, do, do. They were tough to find. I think I just listened to the one single. We can add it in there. Yeah, we'll add it in there. How about we go into something else and I'll have to look it up. (laughs) Oh, so let's back up. All right. Take two. Um, So this is, now we're going to talk about, you know what else is good, Jamie? What? Movie Club. Yes. The Movie Club is a two-piece. Cool. uh, Out of Venice Beach, California. This is their fifth, well, this isn't actually their fifth EP. This is a single off their fifth EP, Mm -hmm. Fangtooth, that will be coming out sometime in August. Okay. And this came out, so this this song is, I fucking lost, A Trap Door. Okay, yes, yes. And it actually came out, it would be July 8th, which... was a couple days ago. I would say, I, I would say yesterday, but I, I don't know what day it is. So yeah, it came out this week. And like I said, it's a two-piece. It's, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this name, uh, Jessamine Violet on uh, drums. Okay. And Vince Caneo, mm-hmm. or Caneco, can't remember what I'm writing. On the guitar. Okay. Yeah, I did listen to it. And like I said, it's instrumental psych rock. Um, I listen to the song. Listen to a whole bunch of other stuff. I really like this song. It is... Ominous isn't quite the right word, but it has sort of like almost an ominous feel. I hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I it, thought it was going to keep on that way. I was like, okay, yeah. this and is... It, and it does change up, but mm-hmm. yeah, when, when the drums, the percussion really kicks in, it does change up slightly. It's really good. It has... It moves. It shakes. It's... I don't say surprisingly complex, but no, you know I mean, sometimes we talked about it a couple times now how two pieces can be go either way. They can go either way, mm-hmm. and they have a really good complex sound, very layered sound. I kept thinking of Black Star listening to this. Oh, song really? A little huh. bit. I could see and that. And I think that's more because of the percussion. Maybe. Yeah. Did you watch the video? Uh, that's how I watched it, but I, I was more so, listening to the music yeah. than paying attention to the video. To be honest, I think I was doing something else. Yeah, the video is sort of an homage to French film called Red Balloon from the 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is one of those movies I've never actually seen, but I feel like I just lied. We used to kind of, like, make fun of that movie. My brother, it's like a family thing. Yeah, it is. It's um, Like, me and my family kind of, like, mm-hmm. 
make fun of it to a point. I think my brother had to watch it or something, so we're like, Red Balloon. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Now, now something they do... That yes, I do remember the yeah. video now. I did see it, sorry. Yeah, and some <laughs> they, they kind of did very interesting. This one is mm-hmm. it's filmed entirely backwards. Yes. And balloons, like, film backwards... It's like some David Lynch kind of shit. It's this weird... American Beauty popped in my head. <laughs> I was going to say, it's one of the things that it doesn't look as super odd, but it does enter the uncanny valley where it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a pretty cool effect. Of course, I haven't seen Red Balloon, so I don't quite know. I saw it a long time ago. Um, I did listen to a lot of their um, their back catalog. How I really is it? Like, I, it's good. It's varied. I think the first three EPs are all named after sea creatures oh, of cool. some sort. They have a lot of time to do research. Yeah. Like I said, we listened to the video on YouTube, so there won't be any music necessarily beneath the bed here. Yeah. But uh, they are on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and you can listen to them there. Uh, one other thing to notice is around the middle of the song, I couldn't tell if there were vocals or if it was just what the instrumentation was doing. I think it was just the instrumentation. And I think it was I'm just not, the instrumentation. I'm not sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. But it was a really weird effect. Mm-hmm. And anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a single, like, not a lot to say other than it's, it's good, tough, so we're checking yeah. out. Again, instrumentals can also go either way, and this is a good one. It's interesting to me. So a lot of times I like instrumentals because they're good as ambient or background music. Yeah. This is like an active listening track. No, I, I agree, too. I don't think it's good background music, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, but no, because it requires a little more active participation. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with something being background, nothing wrong with something being ambient. Yeah. That isn't this. So, there you go. Uh, movie Club. Cool. Take two. Take two. Drop a door. Fang two. Egg Drop Soup. Oh, yes. So, they, they reached out to us, or the record label did, yeah. um, to review the single Swamp Ass. Yes. Which I ended up just reviewing the whole EP. They're from L.A. They're a three-piece. And this EP, there's like a five-song five EP that came out Christmas of 2020. Mm-hmm. I like them. I think they're awesome. Oh, they are awesome. I was like, this this hits every fucking <laughs> new spot. Yeah. So I'm going to start with just Swamp Ass, which is the last song on the EP, but that's what, you know, they had a video out. So I watched the video and I was like, this is weird. You know what I thought? Well, I'll let you do it. Then I'll tell you what I thought this second. So Swamp Ass, these big, like, headbanging riffs, like, reminiscent of, uh, like, Black Sabbath. It's a very doomy, Sabbathy song. Yeah, like if Heart was more doom metal almost. And I like how they harmonize their vocals from high to low. Yeah. It's kind of creepy sounding. Oh, the the EP is called Eat Snacks and Bleed. It has this like riff that's very trance-like. Um, and then it changes up to almost like a Pink Floyd-esque, like money popped in the back it of my head. It reminded me more of, I agree, like that area. Like a lot of the southern rocky stuff that that's too. inspired by Pink Floyd. Yeah, but yes, definitely. It's a really, really cool song. I think it was like, what, three or four minutes? Yeah. Um, I really dig the song. It's different. It's very like 70s rock mm-hmm. and roll-ish. And that was Swamp Ass. So the video, if we can talk about the video. Yeah, right again. It's, so they're all dressed in prom dresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're doing like tarot and stuff. And then they take like a bottle with a dropper and they dose themselves. No, girls. You've never <laughs> seen Climax. <laughs> You need to watch that movie <laughs> and see what horrible things are going to happen. Daddy? But it was, it, it was, it was yeah. fun. and they, It was not what I expected to that song. It, honestly, it wasn't. Because in Bandcamp, they, they say they're like garage punk meets doom. But, like, but I was like, wow. I was very um, kind of I was taken throwing by a curveball that it was yeah. like that Black Sabbath, like Jethro uh-huh. Cole type yeah. 
So then I'm like, okay, let me go see uh, what other stuff they went. So I found the EP that it was on her LP. R rank? What is it? Rank, rank heavy, heavy metal, metal parking, parking lot. lot. Fucking love it. <laughs> it is doomy stoner well, metal like riffs. It's fucking awesome. It opens up with an almost Van Halen esque like guitar thing, you know. Oh, uh, it's it's so cool. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this is this is cool. And hearing the swamp ass going to this, I'm like, this is what they're gonna like, yeah. sound like. So then I got to hard to hold on, and I'm like, no, <laughs> this is a little different song. Slower guitar driven, more melodic. Good song. Yeah. I like Hyman. Yeah. <laughs> that I actually wrote down some lyrics. Tear it apart. Break what you bought. Erase it. Deface it. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty amazing. It's dark. It's angry. It's kind of if Doom met surfy grunge. It, yeah. At one point, there it's like a, like a guitar flourish. It's a very Slater Kinnery. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally flourish. see that. But yeah. Really good song. I, I liked mm -hmm. it. Toe Jam. I think they had a video for that. I didn't watch yeah. it. Very cool... Like, L7 immediately popped in my yeah, head. Um, grungy alt-rock, just fun. It, this whole EP, like, it, I thought it was going to have this, like, 70s Black Sabbath mm -hmm. type sound, but it was kind it was of... great. Now, they do not say, sadly, in Toe Jam, they're not saying Vijay, they're saying Cliché. Yes. I was like, oh, It was amazing. I was like, it's still good, I guess. This... Ew, <laughs> that's That's some... Um, rank heavy metal parking lot right there. <laughs> it was really, really good. Um, I'm glad that these the record label reached out to us mm -hmm. um, to review it because I, I think it was fantastic mm -hmm. and I love this band. They are awesome. I'm looking forward to... Um, I think they have something they new have, out, looks like you yeah. can't listen to it on Bandcamp. Right. So I saw that. I listened to some of their older stuff too. It's all really good. Cool. I watched a video for Tots. How was that? It's good. I th cool. They seem to be... I think they're making Tater Tots, which... From scratch, maybe? I don't hmm. know. Interesting. But anyway, really liked it. Uh, very good. Yeah, good stuff. So, Egg Drop Soup. Swamp Ass is the single off of Eat Snacks and Bleed. And and just, to, again, something Jamie missed and I. Oh, yeah. Illumeo, too. Um, you know, so this came out December 25th. Yeah. I checked the email earlier this week. Yeah. And we... It we seemed like an interview was on the table with this band, whether it would have been anything or happened. Who knows, but... It would have been cool. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, as a white man, cis white male, <laughs> ladies, why so angry? Don't no. you micro... They, you, should, you should ask him if they saw Climax. That'd be my only question. Yeah. And, and then like, you're like, done. <laughs> and then you're like... <laughs> no, it's uh, the girl who's... She's uh, she's the girlfriend in Atomic Blonde, yeah. and she's... That makes out with Cherise there. And then um, she's bitch. the mummy in that mummy movie. Yeah, like, yeah. She might have been with Tom Cruise briefly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Cool. And there's a guy named Daddy who dresses in a kilt. Daddy. Daddy? I'm going to have another beer. What oh. are you doing? So I had a very limited uh, schedule. One of the ones I chose, we're both doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess it's time to talk about <clears throat> this bold new artist on the scene, Juliana Hatfield. Mm, yes. So we were alerted to this by Jamie's husband. Mark Zimmerman, who Mark was... Zimmerman. Obsessed with Juliana Hatfield when he was younger. He had his phone, her phone number oh. and would call. So we were making, oh, wow. me and Victor were making fun of it. Yeah. I'm like, if, if it were me, I'd be like, <sighs> I'm like, was there a lot of heavy breathing involved? He's like, no. But yeah, Juliana Hatfield, um, 
I was never huge into Juliana. I liked um, the Spin the Bottle song, obviously, and there's some other songs mm-hmm. off of that. My sister. Heart, the uh, one that's... But that wasn't off that. That was off, no, was off another the, one. That was like Buffalo something or something. The one with the Buffalo on it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, She's been up to a lot of shit. I forgot that she was in the Lemonheads, too. Yeah, because, yeah, I forgot that mm-hmm. she did all this stuff with Evan Dondo. So, yeah, Jill, this is blood. This is her 19th release. I know, it's crazy. And I looked at her thing. Like, she's been roughly every two years since yeah. 93. Three, she's been putting stuff out. She keeps busy. And yeah, Julianne Hatfield, a child of the '90s musically, mm-hmm. um, who survived. I was trying to figure out where she fits in the whole scheme of things, because there's that whole you know the '90s. Well, she was on the singles soundtrack. Is that what got her big? Was I the spin so, the bottle, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or was that Reality Bites? I think it was singles. I was looking okay. this up, but I don't know. I get them confused. I've actually never seen either. Really? Yeah. Reality Bites was a movie I used to tell my parents I was going over to watch at my friend Melissa's house while we were, like, going out, doing bad things. Uh, so I didn't really see until literally mm-hmm. five, ten years ago. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. Music in the 90s is really good because there's basically there are a couple of definitive mm-hmm. uh, landmarks. And the big one is when Nirvana hit because that's sort of when everything changed. Yep. College uh, rock the, turned uh, into alt. Yeah. And, like, I was trying to figure out if she was one of those people who was a college rock person before she wasn't. So, her first album came out in 93. Okay. And I think Nevermind was 91? Yeah, it was definitely 91. Like, she's a big fan of Nirvana. She really liked Bleach, which was, like, 89. And she was on Sub Pop. Kurt Cobain had written her a letter basically apologizing for ignoring her at a meet-and-greet event. He's like, yeah, I'm really sorry if I was a dick. It's just, you know, how those are. And I was just getting mobbed by people. He's like, and I really like your music and your song. And That's cool. Stay fraud. I don't know if he said that. But anyway, so this is, that was then. This is now. This is the future. This is blood. This is a very violent album thematically, lyrically. I feel like almost every song has some sort of physical violence being perpetuated. I don't know about the first song. Not the first song. I have a little funny thing about the first song when you're done. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over that your husband had her phone number. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. yeah. Creep. You know what I would do? What? I would go over to her house and hit her in the head <laughs> with the brick. Well, he didn't have a soundproof basement. <laughs> um, I once said, um, just to give context to that, uh, we were... Me and Jamie, we went to, it was uh, Danger After Dark. A Philly Film Fest mm, had their yeah. like, horror sub-series. Cool. Yeah. And I think we were waiting to see Meatball Machine. <laughs> Those are days. It was good times. I've it was good times. I missed. I was talking about earlier today. And we got there really earlier, so I don't know what we did, but we were waiting around for the movie. Yeah, who did you say or, you were going to back? Or, well, that's what we get. Or maybe we were seeing a double feature, and it was Meatball Machine, and... We saw was it that and the heart is deceitful that night? It could have been because we used to try to do doubles because it was just easier just to do two movies down there than... So for whatever reason, we were at International House, I think, waiting to see... Oh, we were. you know what it was? Oh. S&M Man, I think. Was Tom with us? Tom? No, maybe not. So anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's important is we're going to see a movie called Meatball Machine, mm-hmm. or we had just seen it, and we were killing time to the next movie... And Jamie asked, we're talking about celebs, mm-hmm. and Jamie had asked what I would do if I ever, like, something really effective if you met Shirley Manson, what would you say? And I said, I would just panic and hit her in the head with a brick. Because <laughs> you should never meet your heroes. Mm. Which... I met one, one of my 
favorite stories about myself. Is it going to be uh, Holly Golightly? Yes. I was thinking about this as well. So we went to the Treadtown to see Holly Golightly, and I'm, I'm a very big Holly Golightly fan. So they were literally eating the next table over, and I brought a seven-inch cover for her to sign if she was there. And I'm not really like a celeb person, like I don't want to wait in line for anybody, but I'm like, dude, they're right fucking next to us. Like her and like Bruce Bayant. But I don't know how to talk to people. I'm awkward. So I go up to their table while they're eating and I go, I like your band and shit. Can you sign this? She did. <laughs> and that's exactly how I sounded. I sounded very robotic and weird. And she was like, oh yeah, sure. And like signed it. And she was like, thanks. That was a weird night. If you recall, there was, <laughs> there was a, a lot of fun. There are the people fucking lie down and tell the big story. <laughs> But you remember, like, in the far corner, there it was, were, like, like finger, people, like, finger banging? The two chicks yeah. finger banging each other. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, egregious. And, and it was a, a night of legends where so, I fucking drank, like, a bottle of whiskey, okay? So, the best part, this is the best part, <laughs> is, yeah, Jamie's drinking like a champ. And at the end of the night, uh, the, you know, it's time to pay the devil his due. Yeah. And Jamie just fucking, like... Slaps down a Slaps. 10 or a 20. You just slap nothing. No, I did put the money. I did put like a $10 bill down. And <laughs> like for, like, I don't remember what I ended up like. You and Jess just looked at each other. Well, Jess especially, like our friend Jess, it was a killing gaze. It was yeah, so I, uncomfortable. I must have drank like $60 plus. And I, I did slap down money. It was either a 10 or a 20. But even in my drunken state, I knew I was being such an asshole. Yeah. It was a weird night. <laughs> all right, um, so Juliana Hatfield. <laughs> Juliana Hatfield. And there's going to be sort of an addendum to all this as well. Okay. So this is Blood. This is her 19th release. Mm-hmm. 514. It opens with The Shame of Love, which is, you know, it's, music. It's The Shape of Love. I thought it was The Shame of Love. Maybe it is. I thought it was The Shape. No, it's The Shape. Okay. So we were listening to this on the way to Slyfox today. All right. And... I kept calling it the shape because it would just say the shape of L, and I'm like, mm-hmm. is this called the shape of lunch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just annoying so. every. I'm like, is it one of those round hot dogs? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you know how you know music. I do. So this this <laughs> this song basically has all the music. Mm-hmm. It it changes theme multiple times. It's all candy wampus everywhere. Like at one point you have a combination of acoustic, sweet acoustic guitar and almost dubstep fucking wub wubs and super fuzzed out everything and it works a hundred percent. And she's just talking all about round hot dogs. She's not. And the shape of lunch. And like it is great. It is is the song that sold me utterly on this album. It didn't sell me. The third song is when I was like, wow, this is really good. Really good. And I was like, ooh, this is. I liked it. I'm not saying I dislike the song. Sorry. I wasn't going to review, like, talk about every song on this album, but I ended up just talking about most of them That's anyway. Fine, Gorgon. Gorgon's good. Is more poppy. It has more of a 90s Sheryl Crow vibe. Yeah. Seems Sheryl Crow about, came up a lot, especially yeah, it's the a very song Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Very fan. Seems to be a lot, be a lot, of, a lot about fandom. Like, a lot of anger, a lot of visceral. Uh, Nightmare. I love Nightmare. Is about Trump's America. The, the line, oh, something to the effect of punching yourself in the face mm-hmm. to get up in the morning. Yeah, Victor's like, why would you punch yourself in the face? And I was like, shut up. You want to yeah. lose another tooth? <laughs> Here, smell your palm. <laughs> and that's good. There's that line about lost a friend to Jesus. Yes. So it's really good. It's about, you know, it's about Trump's America, like several songs are. Lost songs about self-loathing or just the anxiety and angst of the Trump era, which normally I've, I've 
by and large, kind of grown a little tiresome of, but not on this album. Yeah, it wasn't like hit you in the face over it. I had a dream, which is song. this really swanky fuzz. Wow. If I had a dream, I would, I would stab you. Yeah, about stabbing somebody to death. Yeah. And when she wakes up, she's like, and that's like the American dream. <laughs> Fuzzy, swanky, runway vibe. Splinter is pretty straightforward musically mm-hmm. until it turns into a synth pop song. Suck It Up, which is the next song, starts out as a synth pop song and becomes like an edgier rock song. They're both about uh, the music industry and okay. sort of having reservations about the music industry. Chunks. Actually, it's musically a funk song, but not lyrically. It's a cool where song. It's about, I like it. That was one of the first singles off the album. That's about, you know, again, chopping someone up into chunks and mutilating them and hurting them. Another song about violence. And Mouthful, Deadline, and Torture, the last three songs, are sort of all about personal angst as well. So yeah, this album is really good. I would say you can hear enough of the 90s in here that, you know, you can see her roots. Musically, it's very good. It's fine. But you're coming for the lyrics. She's I like, I thought musically it was really, my name is Fiona Apple-esque at, at times. times. yeah. Because it's kind of like, not just guitar and drum. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of different instrument, instruments getting played, too. It just had a different sound. It was interesting. Yeah, it's very complex. Mm-hmm. And I liked it a lot. And it's good. Good stuff. And I don't know. She did two albums. Just she, one where she covered Olivia Newton-John, and one where she covered Sting. Yeah, I, the police. Think I, I think I read that. So those were the like two albums before this one. Hmm. So anyway, Julian Hetfield. Good stuff. Yes. Shape of Lunch. I think it's the shame of love. I think it's the really shape do. of lunch. <laughs> Are you getting great? The shape of lunch. It's not even the shape of your love. This should be the shame of love. The shape of love. He's looking it up. I, you know, I can look on my phone. I don't trust your phone. It's why well, you don't trust it. The shape of lunch. Did you see that there's this place in New Jersey that is making a hot dog in the shape of a hamburger bun, a hamburger patty, and that's what I think this song's about. It's not gonna say what track. Oh, wait, there it is. Keep going. The, the shame, shame of love. <laughs> the shape of lunch. <laughs> anyway. Maybe it was the shame of... Oh, maybe it's the shame of lunch, I'm thinking. <laughs> I guess we're not going to be getting any more emails from anybody. <laughs> End of an era, folks. Anyway, so who else do you want to talk about, Jamie? Do um, You want to talk about the Van Dams? So talk about the Van Dams. So when you buddies. resent those YouTube videos... They were both commercials. Oh. No, no, I sent the commercials as a different thing. I sent you... So, the Van Damme, I sent you a zip file with the song. Oh. And I sent you... I thought the, you were just... I wanted you to watch those commercials. So, that's okay. We'll talk about the one song, and then you can talk about the other two. Things. All right, so this is the Van Dams. Yes, Van Dams reached out to us, too. Uh, Van Dams are out of Helsinki, Helsinki Finland. Helsinki, and they are... Um, this came out May of 2021 yeah. off of Rockstar Records, and they're a four-piece, and they are super into f- the national soccer team. Yes, yeah, so that's why I started Football, how they finally, were, the first time they ever qualified for the Euros 2020. Yes. I like them. They're pretty cool. Yeah. So three songs, it's, EP, it's their fifth EP. They okay. were actually supposed to play the opening ceremonies. That's what I heard, yeah. And um, didn't happen. Yeah. Opens with... And they're, they're like a, a old-school garage punk band. Like. I, I read a review about the band, and they described them as trashy garage punk. And I was like, oh, 
That yeah. sounds good. Because I mean, it's kind like, of like an oi street yeah, punk. Yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. I mean, I like, it's like... It's what you figure if, some, if there's a punk ash band mm-hmm. singing about, you know, football, soccer, it's going to be like in that vein. Yeah, in my and opinion. it's... Very, it's good. Very clean, very good. So, yeah, finally there's her, like, single off that, I would yeah. say. Um, and as I said, it has, like, this street punk oi vibe to it. I could see this being played in the pub when everyone's getting ready to go to yeah. the match. And, like, to, like, you know, rev up the fans. And it's fun. As I said, it's, like, trashy garage punk. It's sing-songy, uh, anthem-like. Um, it's, it's fun. It's a fun yeah. song. Um, so the first song, uh, It's Time for Revolution. R-I-V-E-L-U-T-I-O-N, which was a hashtag. Okay. And it's about, you know, it's exciting. It's another one of, it's time for yeah. revolution. That's how it ends. And, you know, it's exciting. It's about, you know, we're, we're coming to... Yeah, it's all soccer-inspired. And then um, third song is Test the Best. It's about them winning. That's one of sort of the, the most musically... It does a few different things towards the end. It kind of get a bit of fuss. It all, it sounds like almost, it sounds like proto 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 clash. Oh yeah, I could see that. It kind of yeah, it's in like the vein of like Sham sixty nine stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it was fun. I, I it was, yeah, it was really fun. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked it, like that kind of music. Before it has a time and a place for yeah, it. Yeah, and this I, was a time and place. I yeah. mean, that's that kind of music can be done really bad or can be done really. I thought it was done very well. Really good. Yeah, really good job. Cluster my best friends. Yeah. And when I go to Helsinki, we're going to eat... Helsinki cuisine. Brothers. Brothers. We're going to eat McDonald's in Helsinki. Cool. But yeah, I thought it was fun. I liked it. I really liked the Finally There song. It was good. I think it's like, what, England and Italy? Yeah. So I was in a meeting Friday. Mm-hmm. And I work with a great number of Irish people. And they do these poll questions that kind of ice break. And it's like, who do you like in the soccer... And someone recognized uh, correctly that every single Irish person chose Italy and not England. To be honest, I hope Italy wins. Yeah. It's not. I kind of like, because England is so snotty on like, we were the people that first did soccer. Is that what they said, They're kind Yeah, pretty much. So I'm kind of hoping Italy wins. And I always root for Spain. Spain beat, or sorry, Italy beat Spain to get mm-hmm. in there um, on penalty kicks. So I was watching uh, that a little bit. I used to be really big, like a lot bigger into soccer now. I just, um, I still watch. Or football. Yeah. So I've been, I didn't, I watched part of that England, who did they play? Denmark. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with that, I don't know if you heard, the, the Christian Eriksen, who is a um, midfielder, I forget what, he, what position he plays, on, in uh, the Danish side. Fucking collapsed and died on the field, and they brought him back oh. with like he had some crazy heart condition. So like mm-hmm. then like uh, they were the underdogs. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but apparently England got through on like a really weak penalty uh, shot. There was like a penalty uh, call in the box, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it, so uh, I don't know. I barely understand American sports. <laughs> uh, one other thing to the boys in um, the Van Dams. Yeah. You know, congratulations on Finland making it to where yeah, it did. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we live in Philadelphia, so we're familiar with the mm-hmm. the trials and tribulations of uh, certain sports teams. A couple uh, of them. Yes. Like, hopefully the Phillies won today. I was watching. It was 3-2 the last time I saw it in, like, the sixth. Mm-hmm. we got a, a few other, a list of quicko newsy things. Yeah, then I want to talk about a TV show. Oh, I want to talk about those commercials. Okay, cool. Whatever. Pony Time, the band, is now on Suicide Squeeze. Okay. 
So they're going to be putting out their back catalog. Cool. Uh, Angel Olsen. Yes. I went to be, come on, Angel Olsen. Put yeah. out some new music, so, lady. Yeah. Um, Angel Olsen's putting out a covers album, like an 80s covers album. The first song on it is Gloria. I didn't listen to any of it. And it's not the Gloria that you think. Glory. It's not that one. It's something it, different. No, not the uh, Jesus died for some. Yeah. The one that, you know, even though it's been covered twice before she got to it, I think it was a Patti Smith song. Oh, really? But it's a Van Morrison hmm. song. Okay, I'm not sure what song and it is. I'm sure I've heard song. it. Gloria, Gloria. Okay, that's the song I was thinking of. Yeah. Did you look at the track list? Um, I saw, yeah, the Safety Dance. So that's, um, I'm excited for Safety Dance. I looked at it. I don't remember. I just remember Safety Dance was the one, like, glaring one where I was like, ooh, I want to listen to But, it. yeah, she's putting out a cover EP. Is more power to her. I would like new music. I'm looking forward to the remix of the covers album. The Wallflowers have something coming out? With Jacob Dylan? Yeah. I, I saw that pop up on my email, actually. Mm-hmm. Courtney Barnett. Yeah, she's coming out with something. So, so that's the one I was like, should I pre-order it, shouldn't I? I like Courtney Barnett. Is that what you me. pre-ordered for me? I didn't pre-order it yet, but oh, if okay. I do, it's going to be in the to your house. Uh, Laura Jane Grace. Mm. And I think, is it actually playing with Brendan Kelly? They're playing in front of the Four Seasons landscaping where the Trump, all and that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so Brendan the addendum Kelly. is, that show sold out in 17 minutes, then they're playing Kung, Kung Fu, Kung Fu Necktie. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, which uh, I can um, talk about with the show I watched. Oh. This is sort of a really weird odd one. I was like, catch it up on Turned Out a Punk. Yeah. Julian Baker was on Turned Out a Punk. A couple times. So I love Julian Baker. Mm-hmm. She really? did have an album co- Yeah, a lot. Um, I really couldn't get into her stuff. So I, I appreciate it. She's a really good lyricist. Like, and like, I love listening to her talk on... Um, she's really great. I mean, but it's so... Like, they kind of made that very singing songwriting. It's like very sweet, very mm-hmm. heartfelt. I was surprised because she seems like the least punk person in the world. Although she's very... Well, she's from that... that that's her background. Well, I get it, yeah. but I'm just saying you wouldn't know. Yeah. No, you wouldn't know it at all. I was very surprised, though. And mm-hmm. like, I like her a lot. Well, she was in Boy Genius, too, wasn't she? Yeah, Boy Genius mm-hmm. and then her own stuff. So anyway, Jamie, what do you want to talk about? So I watched Mayor of Easttown. All right, I, I binge-watched it on mm-hmm. HBO. I had to off this week, and that was one of the things I wanted to watch, is everyone's like, you need to watch it, it's so good. And I'm a big Kate Winslet fan. So seven episodes. It was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I thought it was, I, I, I really liked it. The first two episodes, so I had it. So it's supposed to take part, take place in like someplace in Delaware County, East Town. Okay. Yeah. What really bothered me, because like they paid so much close attention to detail, like the way you say home, and like just like mm-hmm. I don't really say home, but then now I realize sometimes I do say mm-hmm. it kind of weird. Um, and the little Wawa bag, and they talk about mannequin pussy. They talk about uh, going to see uh, Boy Genius actually wow. at one point in time. One of the characters has a kung fu necktie shirt on. Oh, like wow. it's very, very Philly. I'm surprised. I thought it was like a period piece. No, it's like just take place now. It's like a well, I didn't know murder I didn't drama. Know you, 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 uh, check it out. See if you like All it. Right. So anyway, I'm like East Town. I'm like, I think it's like Tradifer in East Town. Mm-hmm. But I thought like is maybe it's right on the edge of Delaware County mm-hmm. because I know parts of Radnor like Delaware County. So I looked up. Because they, they mention a park, and I'm like, in, which is in Berwyn, Chester County. Yeah. So T.E., Tredifferin East Town, would have been Conestoga High School, which is in fucking Ch- Chester County. Like, if you're going to be so authentic mm-hmm. and, like, really paying attention to detail, and you're specifically saying stuff for Delaware County, because you're like, oh, the head of the county and, like, uh, Upper Darby, mm-hmm. and just... 
And you put it in fucking Chester County? Yeah. Like, where I lived in Malvern, that would have been... I would have been going... That would have been part of Tredifer and Easttown. So that, like, kind of bugged me being, like, the history nerd dork. But I ended up really liking uh, it. I thought it was pretty cool. There's an episode of X-Files mm. there where they chose Narstown, PA. I remember that. And it looks Same with Fringe. Like, Wasn't Fringe, like, were, like Lansdale? Lansdale. Yeah. And <laughs> Narstown looks just like a suburb of King of Prussia, mm. which... For those who aren't uh, local, it does not. That was another thing. So one of the houses that they recorded, uh, Mayor East, Easttown, was a friend of mine's house, uh, oh. Joe Rowan, that used to uh, coach at the boxing gym. Oh. And I used to work with Barbara's wife back in the day. They filmed at her their house. Yeah. So they had to like, leave for like a little while and come back. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, all together, I, I thought it was interesting. Cool. I thought it got a little... I wanted it definitely to have an ending. Like, I needed mm-hmm. it to end and not be like, well, next said, season, and they did. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of True Detective in that way. Wow. There was a little bit of a twist, and there was some stuff put in there that I'm like, eh, like, they never explained mm-hmm. this, never did this. Uh, but altogether, I thought it was pretty good. But why didn't they call it, like, Mayor of Aston? Like, they could have done know. any other freaking so to, town. to finish a point from three <laughs> minutes ago, um... When they show Lansdowne fin- Fringe, no problem. I was laughing. It's They show it as a very... Um, cornfield, isn't it? It's right? like a cornfield, yeah. yeah. It's like very country, and Lansdale is a uh, town. Very Depending town. on where in Lansdale. That farm I was at today is considered Lansdale. I had to rewatch Fringe. I don't know. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, You're like, God. Trace which we now check regularly. Gmail. Gmail, thank you. Or Facebook. Or, or, Facebook, or, or, you're or website is Trash South Street. Yeah, TrashSouthStreet.com. Or you can email us at trash, trash South Street at Gmail. Or our Facebook page, which I check pretty regularly. I check Facebook. When Mandalorian season two comes in and I up Disney Plus for a week, I'll hit that. I'll hit like uh, Blackest King. Yeah, I'll check it out because um, I do have Disney Plus. But yeah, I've been uh, watching some movies and whatnot. Oh, oh a movie? Yes. You say? Oh, before we so, forget. Do you have anything else before we go? Um, no, I think I'm. I'm thinking pretty good. All right, so that ends our Music. Taylor Swift segment. Yes, Taylor Swift. If you ever heard of her, yeah. you know she's from Reading. I did believe Did you like is. how she mentioned Pennsylvania, one of the lyrics? I did, yeah. That's horrible. And that was in uh, Seven. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big... I had this discussion with someone once about... If they mentioned... If they Philly. mentioned Pennsylvania... Actually, yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah. Philly, I'm like, fuck you! Philly in the house! Even though it's usually... It's usually in reference to something that the rest of the country would consider heinous. Yeah. Like being like a monster. <laughs> or like Tim Armstrong in that X-Files episode. <laughs> <laughs> But we movies. We watch movies on occasion, Jamie. Yeah, we watch a few movies. Uh, we watch a little like different movies. Mm-hmm. And a while ago, I watched a movie. I loaned you the disc. Yes, um, it took me a little while, and I well, Lou let me climax. Climax. Um, you can talk more about because I don't have all the details. I, I did uh, mail it the other day. Yeah, I saw. I'm getting. You know what I'm getting now? What? Ultraviolet. Oh. And I have uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse right now. Okay, good stuff. Mila. You can tell the movie's good if they recap the last movie in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> Climax came out in 2018 by a French director, Gaspar No. Did you ever see any of his other stuff? No, I want, I want to. to now. This is, it's a horror movie. It's, yeah. I... It's a very odd movie. It's an art house movie. 
It is largely improvised. Yes. The only what we consider recognizable star is Sophia Butea. And she Butella. was um, in um, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, she's she Atomic was like Blonde the French girlfriend. spy. Or the mummy in that movie that no one saw with Tom Cruise. <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of improv. Yeah. A lot of very long takes. Somewhat conveniently, the main credits are on screen 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Was which, it 45 minutes? 40, which is almost halfway through, which is good. I didn't because realize that. After those 45, there's a... A sharp dividing line, in my opinion, in the movie, as to what happens before those credits and what happens after. So, Correct. what is Climax about? It's a bunch of dancing. Yeah. It's a bunch of more dancing. Yeah. A bunch of LSD. Yeah. A bunch of crazy. Mm-hmm. A bunch of fucking. Yeah. A bunch of dead. So... A yeah, bunch like, of, and a bunch of being un- uncomfortable. So, it's very <laughs> uncomfortable movie. So, Gasparino asked the question, what would happen if you had a French dance troupe uh, rehearse and then drink sangria spiked with acid? And that's, not, that's a spoiler in the sense that the little kid from The Sixth Sense is dead people. That's the premise of the movie. Yeah. And it opens with just these interviews. Yes. Like a screen within a screen, and you're watching this tape, and along lining either side of the screen are all these... Um, Horror movies that are like... Like Suspiria is one of them. I saw Suspiria, because the way the, the, the yeah. uh, shot is a very mm-hmm. Suspiria. And then you're treated to a very long dance sequence. That goes on entirely too long. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, there's parts of this. This was a hard movie to watch. Yeah. But it's it's worth a watch. It's worth you a single watch. Yeah. You don't have to watch too much with the dance. Like it's cool, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, all right. So um, I'm gonna meet, go on my phone. Yeah, yeah. You, so <laughs> so you sort of meet all the characters, and like the person leading this troupe was, she used to be a dancer, and she stopped dancing. She has a son. Yes. And there's like this DJ named Daddy. He's who's, awesome. He's like he, he wears like a kilt. Yeah. He's a fr- He's an Afro French. Yeah. He's 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 uh yeah he's uh. Uh, not African American, but yeah, he is. He's a French. He's a Frenchman. A black French. And he's a DJ, DJ guy. Yeah, and then there's like this other guy who's like baby who wants to fuck our straight dude. And so, anyway, the first forty five mm-hmm. minutes, there's a, like after they dance, there's a lot of improv, and like there's this. It's insanely too long. Like there's this long segment of these two guys just talking about how they want to fuck women. Yeah, and it goes on forever. He's like, and you know, you fuck them in the ass. <laughs> um, also subtitled. So if that turns you off. Didn't you don't really need the subtitles either way, to be honest with you, after a certain point. <laughs> For most, yes. Um, and, you know, there's like a buffet table and people are drinking and having a good time. Somewhat coincidentally, this one girl chooses not to drink. Yes. Um, important, at one point, there two people are talking about either another dancer or an ex-roommate or something. And they mention how this person was doing LSD and they got to a point where they're just shooting into her eyes. Yeah. Important later. Um, yeah. yeah, the acid starts to kick in. But you don't know who... You know one person definitely didn't, but you're really not sure who drank it. Like, you know yeah. most people did, but there could be people yeah. that didn't. But, yeah, and it's not like... And people start to catch on that there's something... They were spiked. Yeah. And, yeah, the problem... So this one woman does not drink... Because she's pregnant. And this turns out to be a problem for a moment. Everyone realized they've been... Spiked with a... I must be an... Like, it must have been half LSD. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, yeah. like, that it was, was just... Had to be so much LSD. Because yeah. it wasn't a good trip. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good trip. Like, this stuff starts at... Like, so, like I said, there's a sharp dividing line when things really get nutty. And everyone's kind of dancing and, like, feeling a little drunk. And, and some people are like, like Ooh, I don't feel good. good. And, and I was like, just ride with it. Even Daddy's like, yeah, just relax. <laughs> and then when they realize they, like, they, they 
they're they've all been like dosed. Yeah. Like they're like, who didn't drink the LSD? And well, like, they immediately go after the director. They, so the director locks her kid in a oh, room. Oh, that's fucked up, yeah. And you're like, I was like, this kid's going to die. I did. Yeah, so... <laughs> and the kid, I think, drank something. The director... So, first off, like, the pregnant woman is singled out because she didn't drink the LSD. And she's not telling anyone she's pregnant. I think yeah. she tells Sophia. Yeah. The one woman just starts kicking the shit out of her. Well, and then she says... Her. Well, Sophia's like, she is pregnant. And she's like, no, she isn't. And they just start kicking her. And she's like crying. And it's like... She doesn't it's start a pretty... herself. She's like, just kill me. And... Yeah, she just starts cutting her. Like, it's really fucked up. And that's the first time I had to stop them. And by the way, like, I could take a lot. I was like, I, didn't, I need to take a break. I didn't stop it there. Yeah. I stopped. And the, the, granted, I'm watching this while my cat is definitely yeah. ill. And I'm very stressed out. I stopped it when the one girl, might have been Sophia, goes into the room where you can see the forest and she's just like, oh, like bad, convulsing yeah. and just uh-huh. being crazy. Yeah, I was, I, I, I only came twice watching this movie. <laughs> just kidding. So, and there's like, then they decide another guy did it and they throw him out into the cold. It's like snowing out. Yeah. And they throw him out into the cold and then, like I said, they show credits. And then thing, that's when things really get tripped. Like the dance director. She puts her, she locks her son in like a utility closet to protect him from everyone else. Which is a good idea, but you know, once you hear that he that locks from the outside and yeah. not the inside, you're like, this kid's dead. There's like a faulty electrical panel in that room and she tells him not to touch it. And, like, and at one point the power goes out. And she, yeah, it's so sad. And you're like, oh, he's dead. And like, everyone's he's tripping. like, the cockroaches. Like, yeah, like, oh my God, that was, yeah. <laughs> and like, the second half is really fucked up. Everyone's like not doing good. Everyone starts fucking. There's a brother and sister who fuck. Yes. There's a theory. I'll go in more, but with it later. All right. So they all get like fucking crazy and they're like kind of violent. And then the people that aren't violent are yeah. just like fucking. Yeah. It's... And just like dancing. Mm-hmm. And like the brother keeps trying to fuck his sister. Yeah. And at one point he does, and he's like, "I'm not gonna tell Dad." And then people start dying. I like the DJ, the the bigger the, daddy. He yeah. daddy is awesome. Like he was like real chill and like fucking everybody. I was gonna get into shit. I was gonna write down the name because most of the names they never say. Yeah. Because one, it's actually irrelevant because yeah. you don't really meet most of the people were dancers. By the way, I think a lot. Of, I think they filmed it in 15 days, and it was largely improv. And yeah, then it, it basically goes to the morning when the police come. And they like find like one guy like froze to death outside. Yeah, most it, of them are dead. Most I would of say them are dead, and a handful are probably still um, alive. And it's this carnage, and then you go up to the room of one of the dancers, Psyche. Yes. Who is just sitting there relaxed and listening to music, and then she drop puts LSD in her LSD eyes. in her eyes, which of course would lead us to believe. Well, there's does. that theory. Yeah. But she could still be so high and found it. They were saying. Yeah. Or, and I, I believe it's more that. There's a theory that the brother and the sister, he spiked it so he could fuck her. Oh, that would be, yeah. There, so there's that theory. But, yeah, this movie is... It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. It's one of the most uncomfortable movies. Like, I don't have to stop movies that much. Yeah. And I was just like, you can't do this. Then you're like, I'm going to turn this off. This I started fast-forwarding that And first. then, like, with all the dancing, you could pretty much fast-forward the half, first half hour, more and, or less. Yeah. Once they get done dancing and all that stuff. And then... It, it, it kind of gets, I would yeah. say, good. It's it's worth worth a watch just because it's just so. I was alerted to this. It was another preview in front of I think Midsommar. So High Life and this movie were two previews in front oh, okay. of it. And unlike High Life, which I ultimately decided I liked, I really liked it. What climax? Um, High Life. High Life. Yeah, climax. High Life. I really liked. So okay. climax. I li- I don't know that I could. I'm gonna, I would never rewatch. I might watch it someday, but probably not for a long time. Yeah.